76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Monday to you. It's Monday, February the 11th. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to let you know that this podcast comes to you you know, four to five times a week. The only podcast in the Philadelphia area that does that. And also, you can read my stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer. I am the Philadelphia Inquirer's beat writer. You can feel, read it in the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Philly Daily News, and you can log on to philly.com. But today, the three segments that we have, the first thing I want to talk about is last night's game, or yesterday afternoon's game. The game was at 3.30. The Sixers defeated the Lakers 143-120. to and I'm telling y'all, that game reminded me of a child. Um, I grew up, I was born in the 70s. I, I fell in love with basketball in the 80s. And I'm telling you, that we used to hate the six, excuse me, we used to hate the Celtics and the Lakers. We used to hate them, hate them. And last night's game reminded me of one of those games. Now, I don't hate them anymore. I'm a reporter. You know, I don't get into, I don't have a favorite team, but. You know, that game reminded me and that atmosphere reminded me of the 80s. It did. Um, In the second segment, I want to talk about something that caught fire. Actually, I just got off of radio, CBS Sports Radio Morning, and they wanted to talk to me about Magic Johnson's statement about Ben Simmons, about how, you know, Ben contacted the Lakers asking if he could you know, work out with Magic or, or meet with Magic this summer to talk about being a big guard. I don't have a problem with that. And I'm going to tell you why in the second segment. And thirdly, we want to talk about the Sixers games against the Boston Celtics. You know, they'll play tomorrow night, Tuesday night, at the Wells Fargo Center. And I'm expecting that game to be hyped up as well. But, you know, we want to talk about that. But without ear beating you too much longer, let's get into this first segment. Now, last night, yesterday, rather, <laughs> I keep saying last night, yesterday the Sixers put it on the Lakers. You know, you look at this Sixers team, and I remember when they played the Denver Nuggets the first day after the trade deadline. Now, some of you guys don't know, the Sixers acquired Tobias Harris, um, James Ennis, Boban Marjanovic, Mike Scott, and Jonathan Simmons prior to Thursday's 3 p.m. trade deadline. This move, in many people's eyes, elevated the Sixers to be in an Eastern Conference title contender. You know, Elton Brand actually said it would be he would be disappointed if they didn't go go to the Eastern Conference Finals and play well. Well, this was the second game. And in their first game against Denver, I tweeted out, game was close at the time, and I tweeted out that the Sixers are, are, um, have come a long way since that 10-72 and 72 team. Win or lose. I mean, seriously. You just look at the Sixers like 
you look at, you know, Joel Embiid, MVP candidate, right? The best center in the game. I mean, you look at J.J. Redick. I mean, this guy is 34 years old, but constant movement. You know, constant movement. He's a guy that, you know, basically, you know, you, you have to keep an eye on him at all times, right? And then if not, he'll rain a three in your eyes. Tobias Harris is showing us that he's a guy can do a lot of different things and hard to stop because of that, especially in this system where people aren't always collapsing on him, double-teaming him, doing whatever. I mean, he in, in space, he's a killer. You look at Jimmy Butler, the rugged one, the closer, the guy who make you pay athletic, the defensive guy, defensive stopper. And then you have Ben Simmons, who's a matchup nightmare. Matchup nightmare at six foot ten in sprinter speed. Athletic. And I'm still here and I still believe at the end of the day, once he develops his jump shot, a jump shot, he's gonna be the best of the whole bunch. And we're talking about some pretty good guys. I mean, this is the second best starting lineup in the league after this trade. So, last night, or yesterday, <laughs> the Lakers come to town. LeBron James comes to town. Because he didn't play in the first game when the Sixers destroyed the Lakers. LeBron didn't play, nor did Kyle Kuzma. The Lakers, you know, beat the Celtics. Had a couple days off. They come to town. And this atmosphere, I'm telling you, you had Carson Wentz, the quarterback for the Eagles. His very close friend, Mike Trout, was in the, in, in the game. Guy from South Jersey played for the L.A. Los Angeles Angels. Alshon Jeffries, the Eagles wideout, was in town. Kraft, Kraft, the owner of the uh, New England, excuse me, New England Patriots, was in town. Allen Iverson was in the building. I'm telling y'all, it was electric. It was straight who's who. The crowd got up. They introduced Magic. Magic was having a good time. He was sitting there chatting up, sitting next to uh, Kraft. You know. Sitting there, AI, other people, some other guys, I don't know who they were, are, but, you know, they were sitting there and Magic was just busting it up with them. So much so that the announcer and, um, they introduced Magic to the crowd. If it was anyone else, people would have, everyone would have cheered. Well, he got booed. It was part, partial cheers, partial booze. There were some Lakers fans in the, in the building. But, what that tells you is they booed him because he was a Laker. Everyone likes Magic. You have to. His personality, you know, always smiling, great guy. But they booed him. 
And the reason why they booed him because he was a Laker. And in people's eyes, the rivalry is back. The Sixers finally have a team that can contend with the Lakers. Now, don't get me wrong. The Lakers have been struggling just like the Sixers have been struggling. But when you have two good teams, it makes for a better rivalry, better atmosphere. And what I saw yesterday reminded me of my childhood. You know, and I'm looking at this Sixers team. And I know everyone keeps talking about it. I'm saying to myself that this team can go far. They're fun to watch. I mean, you look at the starting lineup, right? I mean, you look at the balance. Like, you have Embiid. He had 37 points, 14 rebounds, three assists, one steal. He did have three turnovers, which was a a team high. But he was 12 for 16 shooting. He did him 16 shots. Then you look at Tobias Harris. This guy, early on, he he had 14 points in the first quarter. He made his first six shots, right? And then after that, he just settled in and enjoyed everything. It was like, whoa, let me incorporate my teammates. Let me just go along with the flow. So he shot nine for 14. He said he had 22 points. J.J. Redick had 21 points on 8 for 13 shooting. Jimmy Butler had 15 points on 6 for 10 shooting. And Ben Simmons, a lot of people are going to point out that he shot 3 for 13 and had 8 points. But to me, I'm going to point out the thing that really impressed me about him in this game was the fact that he attempted a three-pointer. And it wasn't one of those three-pointers he did before, like last year. He did 11 of them where it was either a heave at the end of the shot clock or the heave at the end of a quarter. You know what I mean? One of those, like, desperation things. And, and hey, I give him credit because typically guys, they wait until the buzzer sounds and then they heave it. He was heaving it right before, you know, last year. But come on now. We, we all know that, you know, that doesn't count. Well, this one, LeBron and I'm playing, playing off of him, and he walks up, and he, like, shoots it, and it goes, it's like, it, like, it looked like it's going in, and it rims out. And you're like, whoa, okay, Ben. So, to me, that was really impressive. That was really um, showing me that, you know, Ben Simmons – you know that, that you know Ben Simmons is, is is trying to work on his game, and once he gets that down, I'm telling you, once he gets that down, <laughs> the sky is the limit for this guy. So we could talk about him going three for thirteen. We could talk about this and that. Let this brother get his shot down that three down, and I'm telling you, his lights out. You know, you know Mike Scott impressed me. He had seven points. He was a plus twenty one. In 21 minutes. You know, TJ McConnell, plus 17 and 18 minutes for it. He had 13.6 for six shooting. You know, Furkan Korkmaz, a guy who, hey, let's face it, I thought Furk was going to get traded. I mean, the team didn't pick up his option for next year. He's a guy who wants to play. I mean, Furk, you know, had his second quality game since the trade. He was three for five. You know, one for one on threes, he has seven points. He has six rebounds, two assists, a steal. So, 
you know, you look at it and you say to yourself, like, hey, you know, the Sixers are better, y'all. They are. Now, my thing is, I'm not, this isn't a knock against the people who left because I'm going to tell you, quietly, Wilson Chandler was probably one of my favorite players. And the reason being is because he did a lot of the things that didn't that didn't go uh, that went unnoticed, you know. And he was a great team guy, so losing him was huge. But I guess sometimes, in order to make that deal go, you got to get rid of people like that. Landry Shamit, you know, the most underrated rookie probably around. It's a shame that he's not playing in the Rising Stars game. It's a shame. You know, Mike Muscala, good good guy for his role. The Lakers picked him up. They traded him to the Clippers, and the Lakers turned around, excuse me, the Clippers turned around and traded him to the Lakers. He played against the Sixers yesterday. He had eight points on three for seven shooting, two for five on threes in 13 minutes. So, you know, all these guys were good, but it just seems like the Sixers are better. Now, we ain't even talking about Markel, folks. You know, they got rid of him, too. But I just feel like the Sixers are better off right now. When we get back, we're going to talk about what Magic Johnson said. Now, a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people were upset over Magic Johnson's statement. And it went on on Twitter, and I know people in Philly got all upset. Now... I'm going to be real with you. Ben Simmons is not going to leave Philadelphia because Magic Johnson came out and said that Ben Simmons wants to work out with him and that he's trying to make sure that there are he gets the approval before he does it. And asked about his game, he said he's a fan of his game. Ben Simmons is not going to leave because of that. Ben Simmons is going to leave because Ben Simmons wants to go to L.A. And nothing is going to stop that, right? Nothing. If he wants to go, he's going to go. Now, again, if he goes, he's not going to make as much money as he thinks he should. Unless they get traded or something like that before his contract is up. Um, But... If Ben Simmons wants to go, he's going to go. Now, here, here's the thing. This is what, um, this is what uh, Magic said. He said he admit, he says uh, he reached out to me, not to me directly, to the Lakers to find out if we can get together this summer. I said, hey, you'd have to clear it with the league, everybody, the Sixers sign off. We sign off, the league sign off, sign off that nothing is going on, right? And then he went on to say, um, but he wants to know how to play the position as a big guard, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. It's fine. I will do that, right? And, you know, Ben Simmons says, hey, trying to learn from somebody like that would be huge, Getting to speak to him, he he had 
to play the five and win a championship. And he's in the Hall of Fame, Simmons says. In terms of what position I'm in, a 6'10 point guard, I think it would help. And he's right. Now, like I said, you know, people are talking about tampering. I know there were certain people, certain reporters who said to me, like, Magic will probably get fined by this because he got fined before for saying less about a player. Um, And also Magic was asked a question, and he said he's a big fan of Ben Simmons. So some people may view that as tampering. But look, we have to be honest with ourselves. And you got to appreciate Magic being, being honest. Now, the example I'm going to give you about tampering. Tampering happens all the time. We always think that it doesn't. Or and if you think that it doesn't, you're extremely naive. And here's an example. It's 12.05 on the start of free agency period, July 1. And said player signs with said team. A lucrative deal at 12.05. You mean to tell me, by rules, a team can't start negotiating with a player until midnight. So you mean to tell me that these negotiations only last five minutes, right? I mean, what happens is, you know, behind closed doors, probably starting now, if not, if it hasn't started already. A general manager will call an agent or an agent will reach out to a general manager and say, hey, My guy wants to play for your team. Are you guys interested? And he's like, oh, is this hypothetically? Yep. And then next thing you know, they're talking. And by the end of the season, in most instances, not all instances, but I shouldn't say most, but in several instances, a deal is already made up. They already know what's going to happen. Because you think about it. How are guys going to agree to a deal in five minutes? No, it, 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 come on now. So I'm still here to say, like, when stuff like that happens, I mean, we can't be naive to the fact that they already talked. Look at the buyouts. I mean, think about it. People said, and I'm not saying this is tampering, but I'm just giving an example. People said Wesley Matthews is got traded to the Knicks. And then they said he's going to the Knicks are going to waive him and he's going to sign with the Indiana Pacers. So how did he know that the Pacers wanted him? You understand what I'm saying? So, like, you know, we can't get caught up on this. I mean, and I know it is what it is, but you just can't get caught up on it. You just can't. I mean, you can't. I mean, and here's something else to to factor in. Like, 
if Magic John, if, if 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 LeBron James wants to work out with Magic Johnson, he's gonna find a way to work out with Magic Johnson. Like Le, not LeBron, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons. Now here's the thing: Ben Simmons lives in L.A. He spends a lot of time in L.A. in the summer. His girl is from there, right? Um. He could be in the gym somewhere, and then let's just say he's there, and he, quote, wink, wink, doesn't know that Magic Johnson's there. Magic can just show up at the gym and say, hey, man, what you doing? Oh, man, you shooting the ball wrong. Oh, man, you need to stop going to your left. Oh, man, you need to do this. Come on, bro. And then all of a sudden, people say, well, what they doing? Oh, no, I just saw them in the gym, and I just gave them a little bit of advice. You know, come on now. We don't think that that could happen. But at the same time, I, you know, he came out. He was asked a question, and he said it. But he said, only how we'll do it if the Sixers sign off, if the Lakers sign off, and the league signs off. So, at least he's being out front and open as opposed to just going out there and working with the dudes. You know what I mean? So I got to give Magic credit for that. Like, I mean, come on now. I ain't worrying. I'm not worrying about it like most. All right, y'all. So, look, let's talk about the Sixers and the Celtics game coming up. So right now the Celtics have defeated the Sixers. They won, you know, both of the season's games. Um, we we also know that the Celtics defeated the Sixers five to one, five games to one in last year's uh, second round playoff series. The Sixers are the fourth seed in the East. The Celtics are the fifth, right? Celtics have problems though, right about now. The Celtics were supposed to be the team to beat. They lost two games. They lost to the Lakers on the seventh, and then on the ninth, they lost to the Clippers. Right, and it's funny because you know the expectations for this year's team was so high, so high, and at which is a pretty good record, but at thirty-five and twenty-one. It's kind of like the sky isn't exactly falling, but this isn't where the the Lakers want to be. And it's funny because they lost, not Celtics, they lost two in a row. But before that, they had a five-game winning streak. Before that five-game winning streak, they lost one game, and they won five games prior to that, right? But, again, they're the fifth seed. Kyrie Irving, you know, he messed up his, uh, he has an injury. So, you know, right now um, he has a a, a sprained knee. And right now he's listed as day-to-day. So no one doesn't know if he's going to play um, on, on, on Tuesday. But you look at the headlines. Marcus Morris. We know Marcus Morris from Philly, North Philly's Marcus Morris. Great guy. Great guy. He says Celtics season hasn't been fun for a long time. Right? 
Um, he says, and I'm quoting him now, we don't have no attitude. We don't have no toughness. We ain't having fun. It's going to be a long season, right? Um, he says, I watch all these other teams around the league and guys are up on the bench. They're jumping on the court. They're doing all other stuff that looks like they're enjoying their teammates' success. They're enjoying everything, and they're playing together, and they're playing to win. And when I look at us, I see a bunch of individuals. You know, so, you know, he said there wasn't even no joy when they won nine out of ten games. Right now, I pointed out like those games that they won. Right. And he says, we have a great team, but it's not fun. We're not together. Then if he says we have a great team, but it's not fun. And if we're not together, then how can you win? It hasn't been fun for a long time. The goal has to has to be to win. Bottom line. Now. That's letting you know that this team is a little bit in disarray. But a lot of times when I see stuff like that, you know, when you bring it out to the open, it tends to make things, um, could make them better, could make them worse, but it could make them better when somebody's like speaking out. And sometimes I think you have to do that. And I, and I respect him for his honesty. But I tell you, this is a great time for the Sixers to get this team. I mean, we don't know about Kyrie. This team is going to come in motivated because they're probably going to they're probably lit something underneath them. But I think if the Sixers jump on them early, they may have a chance. Because if this team is bickering and they don't get along and they're not doing this and that, you know, it could get tough for them. In a hostile environment, because it's going to be loud. It's going to be hostile. So, this game is going to be exciting. I'm going to talk more about it tomorrow. But I just wanted to share that with the state of the Celtics, which isn't good. And like I said, we'll talk more tomorrow. But I think the Sixers could get this one. They can. Because... The Sixers know what to expect from the Celt I mean from the Lakers. Dang, the Celtics. I'm getting the teams mixed up. But the Celtics really don't know what to expect from the New York New Look Sixers. I want to thank y'all for listening and have a great day.